0: Hello and welcome everyone to our podcast series, The Spotlight. I'm your host, Friederike Schnabel. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. Joining me is Vincent Chagnon, Head of Research at Generali Insurance Asset Management. Welcome, Vincent.
1: Hello, everyone. Vincent, the latest economic news is underwhelming. Are you concerned? The news vindicates our defensive and anti-cyclical positioning. Q1 growth surprised sharply to the downside in the U.S., with GDP falling at an annual pace of minus 1.4%. The U.S. is less exposed than Europe to the war, but the combined surge in commodity prices, bond yields, and the U.S. dollar will inevitably depress U.S. manufacturing. The ISM is already falling, and it's likely that in the next three to six months, it will drop below 50. The lockdown in China are not helping, if only because they are impairing the global supply chain again. A growth in the euro area was positive in Q1, but just so. With Q2 and Q3 looking even softer, I below consensus forecast of 2.2% appears to be fair. Meanwhile, headline inflation at 8.5% in the US and 7.5% in the euro area keeps central banks on alert. Markets are pricing a record 275 basis point of Fed hikes this year, plus quantitative tightening. Anyone thinking that this would have a limited impact on the economy is set for a big surprise.
0: Q1 was tough for financial markets. April just got worse. Where's the bottom?
1: We got some reprieve in March, but April was awful indeed. A global 60-40 equity bond portfolio returned minus 7% in April, the worst since March 2020. We had warned about real bond yields. Well, 10-year tip yields are up from minus 1% at the end of last year to positive now. And that rise reverberates across capital markets. Luckily, a lot of bad news are now priced in, both in terms of economic pessimism and monetary policy adjustment. But it's premature to reload risk. Portfolios haven't moved as fast as sentiment. For instance, equity funds globally have seen outflows since mid-April, but they've still attracted $175 billion year-to-date. Expect some leaking in the coming weeks. Financial and military support to Ukraine has intensified, so war is not about to end. Economic surprises are starting to head south again. Bad news is coming. Yet central banks will walk the talk for now because they cannot accept such elevated inflation. What will stop the
0: rot and when then?
1: Any sign of a diplomatic route opening up in Ukraine would be a huge relief. But timing there is very hard to anticipate. U.S. inflation may have peaked, though, of course, that partly depends on commodity prices and war developments. Softer inflation news may help and soothe monetary policy fears. Eventually, we think that the Fed will not deliver as much as forwards are pricing for this year, because the economic slowdown will make them reconsider. But for now, they are full on, with two 50 basis point hikes likely in May and June. After that, the barking may turn a bit less loud, and this would help global markets. Our core scenario is that by late summer, the Fed calms down a bit, and the global economy sees some reprieve. Mine, that would be only a temporary one, Eventually, a late cycle landing is likely by H2 2023.
0: What about Europe and the ECB in particular?
1: The market is priced for slightly more than 75 basis points of ECB hikes this year, with the first one almost fully discounted for July. We expect just two hikes, but it's a close call. The challenges are daunting for the EU. We are too dependent on Russia for energy and the US for defense. Reducing those dependencies is going to be very costly. How is all that going to be financed? Governments face tough choices knowing that a slow economy and deteriorating purchasing power are causing social stress already. It's not the best period to implement the reforms. So. We're generally cautious with EMU sovereign spread developments.
0: So, Vincent, to conclude, how to invest in this environment?
1: Real assets continue to make sense in this high inflation environment, despite their relative illiquidity. Instead, in traditional assets, the very poor performances, especially in fixed income, create a redemption risk that will increase the preference for liquidity. We see residual value in credit, uh, the rise in risk-free yields and spreads have improved the carry, but we favor the defensive and liquid segments of investment grade and are extremely selective in high yield. We retain a small underweight in stocks, most so in cyclicals and the euro area. Mind that euro swap spreads are very large, which for LDI investors makes low risk, and low capital intensity products like covered bonds suddenly more appealing.
0: Thanks a lot, Vincent, for taking the time to share these valuable insights with us. Thank you all for tuning in, and hear you soon.